Before we get started, we'd like to open the airwaves to one of the fellow indie podcasters we love. To show your support and find out more about this amazing podcast, head to our show notes. Hey guys, this is Vanessa. My podcast is Life Paranormal with me. Listen as I serve you all things spirit, paranormal, and unexplained. Join me every other Saturday as my guest hosts and I recount our own experiences that will perplex and utterly terrify you. Life Paranormal with V is available on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Join the Lifer fam by following me on Twitter at Paranormal. Follow, like, subscribe, and hit that notification button so you can always catch a ride on this spooky vibe. Make sure to subscribe and follow. Now on to the show. I like your little Grinchmas banner. <laughs> you I look check- so festive. <laughs> It's white and kind of wintry over there. And then you've got your Grinchmas banner. It's cute. Thank you. Yes. I decorated last week for the girls. I'm like, I'll take it all down next week. <laughs> I don't need to do it this a million times. So. No. I mean, I think it's very reasonable to leave Christmas decorations up until the new year. <laughs> Especially since I've never decorated in God knows how long. Like, I'm going to take advantage of this for a little while longer. It bums me out to undecorate. This year I just didn't decorate because I just didn't think I would want to handle like the emotional (laughs) distress of having to undecorate. I get really sad when people take their Christmas lights down because I think they look so pretty and we're heading into the worst part of winter now. Right. And that's when you need that kind of, oh, driving home, it's so nice and pretty instead of like- Some are half-assed and I hate them. Oh, whoa. No, like I have a Coming whole... for Christmas displays. <laughs> no, there are some that like I, and it's the worst when I'm alone because I critique alone. So like even like, especially like going to your house and I'm in a new area that I haven't really seen a lot of houses <laughs> decorated. Like my town, it's like I'm used to the same shit. But like when I'm in a new space, I'm kind of like, all right, I got to see like what's going on. So like. <laughs> I'll be in the car and I'll be like, oh, they did a great job. Or why would you do that if you're not going to do that? Like, I'm talking to myself in the car. Don't mix LEDs with soft white. Why would oh, you do yeah. that? I don't like that either. That like, bothers stuff me. like that. Like, I do nitpick and it's like, well, I, you know, I think because I grew up with my dad being such a perfectionist and decorating the house mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah. That I critique horribly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing is, now I think it's a lot more common to have a service come put your lights up. I think Mm -hmm. people pay to have that done more often than they used to. So now you see these houses that are very obviously professionally lit. And then right next to them, you have the the amateur displays. And even if they're not terrible in comparison, when they're right next to each other, it's just like, oh... (laughs) And the one thing that I cannot stand, I'll never forget, it was back when I was dating Mike years ago. We'd go around and like just look at lights. And that Christmas we counted because I think it was the year when everybody did the projector shit. Oh, fuck those. Fuck those things. Oh my God. We drove, I want to say, North Shore to South Shore east to west and i think we counted how many houses did that it was like 300 oh my god (laughs) but it was like it's the easy way out i hate it yeah you don't see them as much anymore and i think it's because they were so easy to steal because i remember that being the big thing was that like people would just go around and steal the projector and then you're fucked you have no christmas lights anymore and somebody else has your projector so i think that's probably why i still hate the inflatables i think those are pretty tacky some are kind of cool i think i saw this house that did mainly star wars ones so it was like the fact that they were themed out was pretty cool but the people that have just the most random characters and there's no rhyme or reason to their position on the front lawn i just there are there are definitely weird (laughs) ones ones and i think they look so dumb when they're deflated during the day oh yeah it's literally like a melted (laughs) piles of fabric on your (laughs) on your front lawn it's like what is happening (sighs) call me old-fashioned you know i like seriously i mean you sound like the most crotchiest like (laughs) 
people and, right like, now. And we both admitted, like, you've never really decorated until this year. I don't decorate. Oh, my God. My problem <laughs> is that I have the cats, and so I physically right. can't do very much without them electrocuting themselves or eating Christmas balls or something. So That's true. You can have cats or Christmas. You can't have both. <sighs> Such a shame. Yeah, speaking of a shame, <laughs> the show, man. What a great the show! Segue. Is a fucking shame. <laughs> oh man, I I'm kind of glad I did the rewatch because I hand wrote some stuff later that I like was like, oh, I should talk about this. Okay, great. But, I'm glad that you were very prepared for this because I feel like this season is going a hundred miles an hour mm. with everything that's happening. Things begin and end in a matter of 10, 15 minutes. You think something's going to be important and then it's resolved or you think something's yeah. going to carry over and it's immediately resolved and it's like, what the hell is going on here? Like, there's no there's no conflict because it keeps getting resolved. Yeah, and there's no cliffhanger for the next episode. No, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I do kind of want to know what happens next, but at the same time, it's not right, like... It, yeah, it's nothing that has me like, oh my God, I have to... It's taking yeah. everything for me to like not press play right now because I'm done with my two episodes for the week. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> it's not that bad. It is a little difficult because this series is definitely a binge watching kind of series. Uh-huh. So it does feel unnatural to stop after two. It's like, should probably watch three, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> should just keep going. But eh, we can't confuse them, though. No. So this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. This is episodes three and four of season three of Emily in Paris. And we're starting to get cooking. But again, (laughs) the dish is served by the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what else to say about it. I would like to point out that you and I both made predictions in our last episode that came true in this episode already. We've been validated. (laughs) What? Uh, I'm forgetting what I I predicted that the Gilbert group was going to unacquire Savoir yes. and like Sylvia was going to move back in and restart. And then you predicted, oh, that Emily was going to become a waitress for Gabrielle's restaurant. Oh, shit. And yeah. that it was going to cause drama, <laughs> which it did for about 20 minutes. You know, like this is what minutes. I'm saying. She was hired and fired in the same episode. And so like any tension or any sort of weirdness that could have come from that situation is now gone. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, there was a okay. little... And I have comments yeah, when we get yes. there, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Things are just they're happening, and we're thinking like, okay, great. This is going to be the drama for the season. Like mm-hmm. they're going to really make it intense and make us want more. Yeah, like more. something's going to yeah. come out of this, but no, <laughs> no, no. We've like got Madeline's nothing. gone, thank God. Yes. Well, exactly. Oh, that's the other thing. Oh. I mean, like, we got rid of Madeline. Like I thought it was going to take the whole fucking season to get rid of this bitch, and she's already gone. But and you know what? I, mean, I have to. Thank God. Yeah, I have to give her a little credit here only because if I was sweating that bad, I'd leave too. (laughs) I mean, that was bad. Okay, so what is this actress's name? You know her. Oh, uh, Kate Walsh. Yeah, so I feel like she must have only signed on to do this project if her boobs could be out the Holy whole time. Holy shit, yeah. Because every fucking outfit this woman wears, her tits are out. They are on display. Unless they're playing up the whole she's breastfeeding thing. I mean, they constantly make references to her breast milk. Oh and maybe... my god, when she said it was going to curdle, I was yeah. like, come on. Ugh. But maybe maybe that's how they're explaining why her boobs are up, but she still just wanted her boobs to be I don't know. I, I just, I feel like every scene she was in, my eyes were just drawn mm-hmm. immediately to her chest. And I'm like, this is so distracting. And I feel like they shouldn't have done this because I can't look at anything else. Right. And especially that like disco ballish outfit that she had. Oh my God. Which she was wearing to a professional Zoom meeting with her bosses. She looked like she was going to a club. And I- Yeah, I, what are you doing? Honestly, the pigeon was not the the worst part of that situation it was what you chose to wear to this meeting yeah the pigeon's not gonna make you look inappropriate your tits and a disco ball dress are going to do that your for tits you. and a filter that was actually kind of funny oh well but that was that whole thing that happened during the pandemic you remember this right yeah that story that went viral of the attorney with the cat filter yeah they literally just lifted that from real life and we're like we're gonna do it in the show and it's gonna be just as funny and it was like it's it's I don't know. It's like too close. It's too close. And I think I would have made it like a little better in the sense that it was a random cat. The whole (laughs) point was that you look like your pet or your pet, you know, 
So yeah. it should be a filter of your pet on your face. Well, I think that was the intention that you could upload your, oh, your pet's okay. photo and then it does that. But neither of them have a, well, I guess Emily said she had dogs at some point, but neither of right. them have a pet. So it was just a demonstration. Got it. Got it. Got it. But regardless, <sighs> stupid. Okay. So we should probably go back and establish what's happening here. So the first <laughs> episode is all about basically Emily and Madeline trying to salvage what's left of Savoir. Yep. And Sylvie's got troubles because I couldn't tell if it was like her landlady or somebody else who lives in the building. I think it's just somebody else who lives in the building. Who was going to report her for using it as a business office. So like they've both got problems and Sylvie, I wasn't 100% on board with the plan. <laughs> Sylvie's no. plan. I mean, it was effective, surprisingly effective, yes. honestly. But I didn't enjoy the way she went about doing it. I know. Justice for Henri. <laughs> yeah, poor Henri. So I Henri feel really bad for him. <laughs> is the building super for the old Savoir office. And uh, Sylvie basically tries to seduce him into sabotaging Madeline and Emily in the Savoir office by sealing the windows shut, turning the heat on, basically smoking them out, as he says. Yes, like cockroaches. <laughs> but she initially tells Luke to do it. Like, you're close to him. Go have dinner with him. Talk to him about it. But then she sabotages the dinner. And I'm curious if Luke could have just handled it on his own instead of... No, so what happened was Emily called Luke to ask him to be chummy with Henri to get him to fix the elevator, which was broken. And then Sylvie overheard this, right. realized that there was an opening here, and then said, you know what? Let's actually take him out to dinner and do that instead. And so I think... It's a good thing I watched twice. She yeah <laughs> she never <laughs> intended to like let Luke and Henri do their okay. own thing she always kind of had this idea that I'm gonna come in with my boobs out in my sexy black dress and convince she was Henri. trying to be super seductive and I yeah. felt yeah it was a little it was just uncomfortable because poor Henri is a pretty average looking man I mean he I mean if you were to pick a typical landlord look building super building super that's yeah that's Henri it, yeah. And like he was obviously falling for her charms. And so I don't know. It just felt scummy. And then at the end, when he does successfully push them out of the building, and Sylvie's like, oh, well, now we have to maintain our professional relationship. And it was just like, ugh, I felt scummy about that. I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, knew it was coming, but at the same time. I honestly thought that she would still make some kind of gesture towards him because he could easily make the same kind of trouble for her. Oh, yeah. Know? He could totally retaliate <laughs> and, like, you're a bitch and you just used me. So, right. Fuck you. Exactly. So, I um, think that she would want to throw him a bone so to speak and kind of keep him you know i also think I mean, she didn't have to lay it on so thick with her no she didn't have to seduction. imply that she was yeah. romantically interested she could have just been like really nice and complimentary towards him just to kind of grease that yeah i mean meal. he even admits you you never bat an eye towards me when you were in the building so why yeah. all of a sudden like i mean again she she went a little too much but yes I think maybe Luke probably could have gotten it done, but I don't think Luke would have been okay with the plan of yeah. sabotaging. Like I don't think he—he's too good of a person. He wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't have wanted to play dirty like that. So she had to take it into her own hands, and she didn't have the kind of relationship with Henri that was necessary, and so she kind of had to fabricate it. But. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, Sylvie's pretty much an ends justify the means kind of person. And they do get their office back. Thank God. I love that office. I know. It was kind of sad. And and again, like we were talking about this in the last episode. It just felt like something had to give there because it's too much change and conflict all at once to be going on throughout the whole season. So mm-hmm. I, I expected to maybe deal with it for another few episodes. But here we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we're almost halfway through, <laughs> through the season. I but guess, yeah technically three episodes in and we've gotten rid of Madeline she just kind of yeah and we're goes back to Chicago 
quickly but not kind of getting back to norm yeah right we're kind of resetting because madeline will be gone right they won't be attached to gilbert group anymore it's not savoir which was kind of how we knew them in season one even though emily was there she wasn't really like right they were they they were their own entity yeah (laughs) yeah well this is interesting to me though because i guess sylvie deals more about with this in the second episode but having her business back she's like overwhelmed with all the bureaucracy and the paperwork but who was running savoir before the gilbert group bought them um i i I thought that it i feel wasn't there somebody oh shit back in season one oh no (laughs) (laughs) we're talking ages ago i'm not doing a rewatch of season one so (laughs) if we can't get it now i might i might (gasps) i might (laughs) Because I'm that sentimental person that when it comes to any show, if I'm on the current season, I'll, in this particular instance, where it's like, your face is cracking me up right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm um, just like really disturbed I know you are. going. <laughs> no, but like I said, any show, I'll think of something in the past, whether it's been six seasons, two seasons, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I kind of miss it then. And I do like a little like skip around rewatch of older episodes. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll do that. But I feel like in the first season, we were introduced to some head honcho for the first of all yeah and for... he he left or retired i don't something i remember oh god okay, i well, will report um, back yeah I, stay I'm... tuned stay tuned come back next week to hear the exciting conclusion of john <laughs> <laughs> rewatching season one. Oh, oh god no. Well, I'm glad you're willing to take that bullet for us because sure. I am not. But either way, I feel like she seems like very overwhelmed. And it was my perception that Sylvie was running things before Gilbert Group acquired them. And so I was like, why is she so surprised that it's She has difficult? to do all these things, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's what it is. What else is going on in that first episode? Mindy. I thought this was funny, though. Mindy could only perform if she gets off. She can only go on if she gets off. I thought that was kind of funny. And then it got I thought she was going to get fired from that jazz club because she and Benoit were just going to, like, go at it on the stage. And I (laughs) was like, oh, great. Mindy's got a great job now. And she's going to get fired for fucking in public. (laughs) Right. But I do like how he pulled in the reins and was like, listen, you can't do this every fucking show. I know you could do it on your own. And then literally gives her a vibrator in a secret Mm -hmm. drawer under flowers, which I found very interesting. And if anybody for Valentine's Day would like to (laughs) get me that, I'm going to have to post a picture, a screenshot of that, because I thought it was very clever. Maybe there are places that will send things like that. And if there isn't, hi, hello, million dollar idea alert. Yeah. Send flowers, but it's got like a secret compartment underneath for something filthy. Yeah, I feel like that's a really fun idea. And if it doesn't already exist, somebody, you know, get in touch and we can all go into yeah, business we together. Can all, <laughs> and if you do it, we'll be, you know, we'd love to have you as a sponsor. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can it'll, all work together. It'll all work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll work out. But yeah, that was like the gist. Uh, She did a good job. The only thing that I found funny was when she went on the piano, she almost kicked the pianist in the face like several times. I was thinking that and I was thinking like, was this rehearsed at all? I mean, obviously for the show it was rehearsed, but assuming in the universe of the episode, she just did these things spontaneously. And so that piano player was probably like, uh, what? We did not... I did not know this was happening. I think they had to have rehearsed, though, because she says to Benoit, like, they changed the whole thing on me, like, it's a string band, like, it's basically all string, and I'm not used to that. Weird for a jazz club. The song was weird, and I felt like the outfit was weird yes. for a jazz club. The strings weren't an issue, that's what a, that's what a jazz club is. Right. But, um, <laughs> her acrobatic Cirque du Soleil outfit. And- yeah. <laughs> And the song was a little poppy for... Yeah, it didn't really fit. And then even... Because even Alfie coming in, he's like, wow, this is a really posh place, you know, and it's really fancy. Everyone's wearing... Like, well, Emily's dress was hideous, but everybody else... Everything's very glitter. She was wearing this ombre sequin dress, and then she's got these hideous shiny boots. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But... I didn't like Camille's thing either. 
I will, yeah, no, but I will say I liked every other outfit Emily wore in this first episode. I just happened to notice, like, every time I went to make a note about what she was wearing, I was like, oh, I actually like this. I don't hate this. There was that one scene where she and Alfie were walking down the street. She was wearing some kind of, like, off-the-shoulder black black dress with the zippers. I was like, yes, girl. Even the jacket. The jacket! Yes! (laughs) The jacket. It was so good. It was. But that leads me to something else, which was the tension between Gabrielle and Camille, because Camille has been complaining that Gabrielle keeps working late at the restaurant. He's never around. They don't get to see each other as much because they live together, and so they don't make as much of an effort. Wasn't that the original fight when we first met them as a couple, that he'd never had time for her because he he was married to the restaurant? Like, he was dating the restaurant. uh well, he and his was pan. his yeah, his pan, his, his <laughs> omelet pan. <laughs> I think that was the real problem. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I mean, I think in the, it was more about his pride, wasn't it? Because he like mm. didn't want to take oh, the loan yeah. from her family and stuff. That too. But I mean, regardless, it's a problem now. If it wasn't then, it's a problem now. And then I was starting sort of starting to think it was going to be an issue because Emily is also so career obsessed that it was seemed obvious to me that like there would be a shared trauma with Camille and Alfie. Right. But we do see like Gabrielle making an effort to to have date nights with Camille again and kind of That was cute. be sensitive. I thought it was nice that Alfie said something to him about it. Yeah. At first I was like, "Ooh, this sounds weird to get involved yeah. in this." But I do think that they have a precarious and sort of interesting friendship because Alfie is aware of what happened between Gabrielle and Emily and so yeah. I think there's almost like a level of honesty you achieve when you can kind of get past something like that that makes saying something like this okay but it was nice that Gabrielle took it to heart even if he yeah. didn't initially seem to. I, I did write down though like oh god Alfie like don't get involved in their affairs too because Right yeah like I, I was not sure about it but like the more I think about it I think it was kind of a nice on a guy-to-guy level, Just it made sure. more sense than a girl that you hooked right. up with and have feelings for trying to get you back with your ex. Like, it's a different thing. Yeah, Emily could not have pulled off that conversation Mm-mm. without it being weird. Not at all. I think that's kind of it for me on the first episode. Oh, the only thing I do want to bring up, when she mm-hmm. quits, basically... Yeah, Madeline go- is going back to Chicago, and right. first of all, Madeline took it very well, considering yes, everything. Like you blew yes. up her spot, you made her choose all of this fucking shit, and then now it's fine that she stays in Paris. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yep, whatever. But when she quit, that I that relief that you saw on her face—that's one thing I have to say. Her facial expressions are great. Mm-hmm. When it comes to whatever the character's dealing with at the time, because you just saw the relief. And then when she walks out of the hotel and she mm-hmm. just kind of has that, like, that nervous smile, but also is super happy that, like, I'm free. I kind of yeah. felt that. Like, mm-hmm. I felt that freedom for her. And I thought that that was pretty cool. Because I yeah. can't say I relate to anything else in the show. <laughs> but that was a nice feeling. I-, I mean, what's frustrating about it is that we could have been there if she had just done this. Two yes, episodes I said ago that too. when I'm like, she you was had supposed ample to. Time yeah, to take care of we this. could have avoided a lot of this nonsense, essentially. But here we are, and this is what we have to deal with. So I wanted to know because I thought that when she moved to Paris, Gilbert Group put her up in the apartment that she's currently living in. I thought so too. And so if she's no longer an employee of the Gilbert Group, I mean, maybe they wouldn't necessarily evict her from that apartment, but now she's responsible for paying rent and like where's she getting that money from because i mean we don't know exactly what she was making but she spends a lot of money (laughs) she spends a lot of money and she does have mindy living with her right which i'm hoping now mindy's making a decent yes i hope mindy is contributing to rent (laughs) but yeah that's a good question it's something that bothered me in the last season too because i just i feel like that hasn't really been adequately addressed no, it hasn't. And then I just said that we'll see. given the end montage, seeing Sylvie back at her desk, I loved that. And I do love how Luke and Julian love Emily. Yeah, I know. And it's they were like, something's sweet. missing. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's like a very grudging 
respect. Like, we came to like you against our better judgment kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, uh, but it was cute that they just felt incomplete without her. So that was nice. So the second episode starts with them, the, well, uh, how do you say the name of their new place? It's Agent, uh, oh. What are we talking about? The new savoir is oh, called. Oh, um, it's Engeance. Engeance Gratteau. Which is Sylvie's last name. Okay. Anyway, they are pitching to the dog food company, pet food company. Which confuses the shit out of me because why does it have to have Cooper in its name? Yeah, I know. That does seem weird. Is it a real brand? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's a real brand. But we had seen Emily prepping for that. And that's what the whole cat filter thing was about in Mm -hmm. the first episode. And so initially, I'm just like, wait, how are they pitching Emily's idea right now? I said that. that. I'm like, did they steal it from her? And I'm like, no, they would not do (laughs) that. That feels like theft. And then I thought maybe Luke and Julian had trapped Sylvie because I felt like maybe they pitched it knowing that Sylvie then couldn't use it unless she rehired Emily. But I guess in a weird way, I think that is very still possible, but not as manipulative, not as like, you know, sinister. Yeah. I mean, I think Emily, it sounded like Emily had just given it to them out of the goodness of her heart. But right, like she didn't need it anymore. So yeah. But Sylvie's none too pleased to hear that it came from her and no. still has like a bit of a grudge. So that's an ongoing thing. And again, I love that they speak more French now because yes, yeah, I love the back just, and forth yeah. and they're just you know, because it's more mm-hmm. natural, so yeah, it just comes out better, I think. Yeah, for sure. And then we also have this random art gallery. I thing. loved this, and I, I have things did to it. talk about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I would love to hear what you loved about it because I don't. I understand. I I think <laughs> I know likey. <laughs> I think I can understand why. I mean, but okay. In terms of art and creativeness, I liked it. And then I also am able to reference it back. I had read this Colleen Hoover book during quarantine and it was called Confess. And the premise was this girl goes back to her hometown, yada yada, you know how those work. And a guy that she went to high school with, he has an art gallery. Of course. But people write their confessions on a piece of paper and slide them through the mail slot. And then he draws something to go with that confession. Okay. So it's like your confession is turned into art without being obvious. Mm-hmm. And I found that such a cool idea because then in the book, I guess Colleen Hoover had an artist actually make some of the ones mm-hmm. described in the book. And the idea was just so cool to me. So when this happened, I was like, oh, it's kind of the same idea, except someone could actually hear you saying it. I felt. Well, no. So I think what happened was it you, you could whisper it into the confessional and then it comes up in it words. It came up in words, yeah. but then... But I don't think it comes up like when you come out, right? That's but I again thought it was a cool idea. Art wise, though, it's not exactly art, right? (laughs) Like you didn't really do anything. Like yes, you came up with the concept. The concept, yes, but you're not actually doing. Where like the i the idea from the book I read that made more sense because he's an Mm -hmm. artist and he made art out of it. So I guess they couldn't steal that idea, so they did this instead. Yeah. But I do love the very gothic architecture of a confessional. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess intri- so. I was intrigued I- by that. Like, it's just sitting in the <laughs> middle of a room. It reminded and- me of Fleabag, honestly. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm, that, I was thinking about how I want to rewatch that. <laughs> I mean, that's a quick rewatch, and it's it much better for you than Emily in Paris. Mm-hmm. But go on. Why did you not like it? Oh, well, I mean, again, for sort of the same reasons we were just discussing, like as an art exhibit, it just if it's a little bit too pretentious for me, I don't know. I I don't think I'm I get fine art or high fashion or whatever. I just look at it and I'm like, why are we here? What are we doing? Who cares? It's almost more like a social experiment to me than an yes. art exhibit. And I also didn't like this woman coming in very hot and heavy. Very heavy. Very hot and heavy on Kimmy without knowing if she's in a relationship or but, any of her information, if she is even a lesbian or open to that kind of connection. It's like, it's so aggressive. It's aggressive, but I felt like Kimmy gave off some flirty vibes with her. Yes, but I also felt like she gave them off with Alfie. So now I'm just wondering if that's just how she is with people. <laughs> 
you know? Right. I mean, that's possible. But then it's like you can't fault this woman either now because even when we first are introduced to her and she, they're talking about the space and how she was able to get the space that didn't really show art. And that was another thing she actually says, like, this gallery doesn't let this room be used unless art's in it. And I managed to get it for you. Like, oh, whatever. So she's kind of like giving off these vibes of, oh, I did this for you. And then at one point she's asked a question and just her response and facial expression and how she respond like how her voice sounds i'm like is she kind of flirting with her well i mean definitely by the end of the episode there oh, seemed yeah. to be mutual attraction but i have a problem with this formula because I feel like shows do this when they don't want to come out right away with gay or bi characters Mm. because they want you to kind of fall in love with the standard version or, you know, the more generally acceptable version. And then they kind of have them Mm. branch off and do these other sort of things. And it's just, I don't know, it feels, it feels dishonest because it never felt like Camille was attracted to women before. It never felt like... Wait a minute. Yes, it did. Oh, with the perfume. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, totally sniffs and is about to make out with Emily's arm. (laughs) That's fair. But at the same time, um, I don't think I... I don't think I read that as, oh, Kimi is bi. I read that as, Kimi is a fucking weirdo. (laughs) Uh, Same, but, you know, that just popped back into my mind. Okay. All right. That's fair. I just, I feel like when they spring things like this on you all at once and they don't make it more organic, it feels like a, I don't know, like a tactic. Yeah. Like they're being like, all of a sudden, Kimi is bi. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just throw something else into the... Mix. Yeah, that would be very convenient, wouldn't it? Because then that would allow Gabrielle and Emily to hook up later on and there would be no hard feelings because now Camille is no longer interested in being with a man. She wants to be with a woman. Like, I, like fuck that. Fuck that, honestly. That feels neat to me. Like, that, I, that's what it is. That's the right word. It feels convenient to introduce this now yes. when it could help to further plot lines down the road. It doesn't feel like it's part of her character. It feels like it's part of the plot. That, yes. That that's what I was that. trying to say. I went, <laughs> I went through all sorts of machinations to get here, but that's what I was trying to say. No, I, I agree. And I feel like she throughout this episode too i mean given the whole confession thing and do you have a secret and blah 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 she has this guilt about not keeping the pact which i was surprised that it came up right and it's actually weird because i feel like it was meant to give us more information but it 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 didn't really Mm -mm. it was still vague enough that we still have to put pieces together because so like i guess the pact was her mom's idea because her mom seemed to be aware of it and she was like well you got what you wanted you know you got back together so i guess i from what I said the last episode, I guess is generally accurate in that she made the pact so that Emily would stop going after Gabrielle so that she could go after Gabrielle and not have to worry about Emily. But I don't know. Why does she feel guilty about that? Like, I don't know. And her mom doesn't help matters either throughout oh this episode. Oh my God. It Mama really Kami is savage. Bothered the shit out of me because I don't know who shot, who's, who shot, whose side she's on. <laughs> who shot? Who shot? Um, (laughs) (laughs) because at first she's all like okay so let's backtrack Camille and Champagne her and her mom and dad you know the their brand (laughs) right (laughs) have a meeting with Sylvie and they're like where's Emily like oh Mm -hmm. my god and Camille is like oh she's working at (laughs) mind you she doesn't even tell them they go to the restaurant and find out on their own Oh, right. Oh, so she just said that she doesn't work for Savoir anymore. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But I found it funny because when she walks into the restaurant and Emily has the apron on and she's like, what about your real job? Like, she was so snooty about it. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Well, because she was obviously obviously uncomfortable with them working together. I mean, you were just about to jump somebody's bones. That's what I mean. Like, this is so fucking weird. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but we're I think we're building to Camille feels neglected by Gabrielle. I think that's what is being set up here. I also think it's the guilt too. she's defensive 
by ways of her guilt a little bit. Like, she's very quick to, oh, Emily's just helping him out. Like, it's nothing in a sexual sense. But she's quick to be like, well, where's your real job? Like, you know, like, kind of, I don't know. Well, there's, like, still trust loss there. And which is what I've been saying whenever we talk about this love triangle situation. It's very hard to continue to associate with all the parties involved because there's such a a significant loss of trust. So I think that she was fine with it if, you know, they were just casual friends. But now that Gabrielle would be spending more time with Emily when she's working with him, that is problematic. And I agree. I would be uncomfortable with that too. Yeah. But I will say that I love Kimmy's dad. He's so fucking funny. I hate both of her parents. (laughs) I mean, I don't hate... Hate is a strong word. I like to reserve hatred for Emily. But I don't like Camille's parents. I think they're... This is going to sound so rude. They kind of remind me of my parents because... They're so overly involved in her relationship. And mm. it's not that my parents are overly involved. They are as involved as I allow them to be, essentially, which it seems kind of like Camille is trying to set boundaries, too. But it's like when you talk to them about anything going on in your relationship, they just feel like they're entitled to tell you what to do next, right. how to handle it, and how to proceed. And Camille's just like, at some point, she says it to her mom. She's like, it's my relationship. You just said that it's mine. And so I get to decide what it, what I do with it and about it. And I've had to have that conversation with my own mother because it's just like, butt the fuck out. Her parents have shitty advice. They have oh, terrible yeah. advice. She should never have gotten back together with Gabrielle. No, no, Both no, of her no. parents should have seen that there was something wrong in that relationship and the fact that they both pushed her back into it Kimmy's mom literally facilitating it and it's just like I don't see how it benefits them either no although they were kind of weird about his the plates in his restaurant and they were like oh it's really busy like he put a lot of money into this like I don't know if they're really interested in Mm. a financial (laughs) windfall maybe from Gabrielle's successful businesses but it's not like they're hurting they have money themselves right but i guess in terms of Camille, like oh she'll be taken care of right so i don't know if it has anything to do with that but there's got to be other fish in the sea that could also get the job done ones that maybe didn't cheat on your daughter and (laughs) like disrespect her in the way that gabrielle did so i don't understand why they're so committed to having these two end up together so that's my problem with her parents i just i feel like their priorities are entirely wrong that's fair that is fair. And we see this with Camille's mom, who inadvertently helps Emily get back to where she needs to be because she's so desperate to get Emily away from working with Gabrielle that she literally basically, I don't want to say like blackmail Sylvie, but is kind of like, listen, you should probably rehire this person. She's got a great idea for my account. and Right, like, and I could take this elsewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, Sylvie is not one to be manhandled like that. But she also understands (laughs) that language. I feel like they're kind of similar people in the way that they approach their problem solving, let's say. So Camille's mother is a meddling bitch. (laughs) She has got her hands in everything. Yeah, no, she does. And it definitely shows with yeah her she has a comment for everything for everyone that she comes in contact with and i just kept saying at one point she needs to pump the brakes just stop talking yes stop talking like you could be there and be supportive but you don't need to speak right parents don't get that they don't understand they don't understand that (laughs) it's nice because they want to be supportive it's just that they don't know how (laughs) that is true and you know what i find funny we barely spoke about emily at this episode Love it. But I do want to go back to the fact that she is fun employed. Ha ha ha. Fun employed. I hate that phrase quite a bit. Um, Because you should be stressed when you're unemployed, but that's fine. Right. Yeah. Like she should be worried <laughs> about paying rent. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's a natural born influencer. <sighs> yes, I know. It's disgusting. Yeah, I feel like this is her jam, which whatever. Fine. But she is with. Alfie at the park and his phone rings and he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry and before she says anything I kind of jumped to conclusions and I was like you can't fucking say anything because you always put work before right and then she admits it she's like no I've been there whatever it's fine like so she has a list of like the things she wants to do for this new influencing Emily live in Paris bullshit Mm -hmm. and 
he reads the list and I find it so funny because I don't want to believe she actually did it this way, but did she <laughs> write too. S in the middle of the day, like on her list? Right. Did she censor herself on yes. her own to-do list? <laughs> like, and it wasn't even like fuck. It was sex. Right. I can understand if maybe she like didn't want it lying around if it had curse words all over it, but sex is is yeah. not Well, it is a dirty word sometimes, but in general, you should be able to write Mm -hmm. sex and not be embarrassed about it. Yeah, but it's so funny because I think he even his reaction not only was of would love to do that, but I think the fact that he read it that way, I think he was kind of like S in the middle of the day. What's S? Like (laughs) Like you're a fucking weirdo. And also, can we talk about how that's like not that weird of a thing to do? No, it's not even like have sex in public or in a park in afternoon delight, right? (laughs) You have to not work on a weekend at some point and at which point you could have sex in the middle of the day. You don't have to be unemployed. Right. Like at that moment of the day, at that moment, he had a break. And you guys were at a park. Go back to your apartment. Go back to his hotel. You have ample time right now. <laughs> this is a really easy thing to cross off your list. Like, oh I don't my understand why, why that would be a bucket list kind of thing. But yeah, no, I, I had that too. I was like, what? What the fuck? S? Are you seven years old? Right. And then, he, and then she's like, steak frites. And I'm like, well, that's SF. So whatever. But steak frites delicious. Honestly, though, so when they went on the Ferris wheel at the end, because at some point... They definitely had to have boned on the Ferris wheel. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's implied, but it doesn't seem like it because they start, like, slow making out. That's the end of the episode. They're just kissing, and then they kind of, like, pan to the side. But they had four minutes. She was like, we only have four minutes. And he was like, challenge accepted. And it was like, you better move faster. Like, it's going to take you four minutes to get your pants off. Oh, and she had layers on. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that she wore that to bumper cars, what the fuck? Also... Who gets out of bumper cars while the other bumper cars are still bumping? You can't do that. That's no, dangerous. That's that's like jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> jaywalking at the carnival is like twice as illegal. <laughs> the liability alone. Imagine the headline though, like fashionista <laughs> gets trampled. Struck by bumper car. <laughs> She has skid marks all over her (laughs) bumpers. (laughs) Well, we were having way too much fun with this part. Oh, God. I would have loved to see that. If if Emily had gotten run down by a bumper car, this would have been my favorite episode to date. Oh, my God. And it's just bumping into her instead of the side of the thing. Like, it's just... (laughs) And she can't get back up. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're evil. Okay. We're terrible. Yeah, we are terrible people. Terrible. (laughs) But earlier, she does meet with Luke and Julian, and that's where the whole idea for the drink comes up. Which, by the way, we're going to have a signature cocktail someday and have this drink. We're going to have to have this because that... Finale. Finale, I think. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. The Keep Royale, which... Yeah, just it looked great. It sounded like it tasted amazing the way they were talking about it. So anything with champagne. It looks very simple. It It almost looks like an Aperol spritz. Right. Like their version of. Like a little bit. I don't know what creme de cassis tastes like. I don't know what that flavor is, but Mm. um, it's red. So I I feel like it must be a berry. It's red, but I love Luke. And he literally is like, it's a nice day to just sip and watch the Ferris wheel. And... He mentions, like, oh, people are definitely having sex on this Ferris wheel right now. And I'm like, you know what? I think Luke's probably really good in bed. <laughs> I mean, he's so open. I feel like he would be very attuned to what you need from him mm-hmm. because he really does not mind talking about it. He would 100% ask you, like, okay, am I doing this right? Do you want me to do something a little bit differently? Just tell me. Tell me what you need. And then Very open-minded. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Now, this lunch is also where they're kind of advising Emily on how to get her job back, because obviously them trying to nudge Sylvie into it is not totally working. And they're like, you have to wait. You you know, Sylvie's like a cat. You have to let her come to you. And Julian said the most wonderful line of the worst thing you can do is remind Sylvie you exist. (laughs) Yeah. And then they say the French saying, which I could not repeat that if I tried. Oh, come on, Don, you have a French background. I do. But I that I was going to write it down. And I'm like, I can't do this one. But it means step back to jump better. And um, that's great advice. (laughs) 
Honestly, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she kind of, I mean, honestly, she just keeps doing what she's doing. So I don't know that she necessarily needed the advice because the only thing that she kind of did that was more aggressive was give them her idea for that pitch. But then she didn't have any other pitches. So yeah, it was kind of a throwaway. Like, I can't use this. So here. Right. Yeah. So it's not like she was actively pursuing Sylvie anyway. Mm-hmm. So them coming to her and being like, you know, stay out of sight. I mean, she was already kind of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so fine. She wasn't begging. Like she she was doing her own thing, trying to make right. the best of whatever it is. Camille's mom eventually gets through to Sylvie with that little sort of mildly threatening speech. And then Sylvie goes and she said something about ego being like your biggest enemy sometimes, mm-hmm. which is definitely true for Sylvie. Yeah. So again, Sylvie acknowledges and, you know, <laughs> makes a change in her behavior and goes to ask Emily to come back to work. But Emily like jumps the gun. She gets really excited. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to come back. And Sylvie's like, I haven't even said anything, asked you anything yet and then when Emily steps back she's like would you come back to work (laughs) which I thought was actually kind of funny yes yes that whole scene was kind of cute even it was because um, you know she wanted to smile and kind of hug her back but she has to keep her composure and her wits about her because if she shows any form of leniency it's like she's been defeated so her indifference is her armor (laughs) yep definitely 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 Oh, and I wanted to go back really quick. She has Laurent come to help her with the paperwork. She sure does. And can we just talk real quickly about their texting exchange initially? Oh, yeah. She was like, can you cut? Like, I need you to come. I need help, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, what's wrong? And she was like, oh, I'm drowning in red tape. And he was like, sexy. And I was like, I'm a little hot for Laurent right now. (laughs) Also, I don't remember him looking like that. You mean you thought he looked better or not better? No, not like just that wasn't him like if i had to pick him out of a crowd from other seasons i wouldn't have been (laughs) able to say oh that's laurent i want to say he had a man bun last season i think he did but that's not so distinct that i wouldn't make out his face so i don't know Hmm. i I don't i i I haven't confirmed if it's the same actor or not he looks similar enough to me we barely saw him right right i remember him being kind of tanned definitely attractive sort of like bleached ish hair because he mm-hmm. you know lives in San Tropez so Saint-Tropez. yep so he came back around to help Sylvie with all the bureaucratic nonsense and Eric's like not super pleased about it which I was not super pleased about either because I was like bro didn't we do this last season like mm-hmm. get over it you know you're in France people do things like this <laughs> apparently <laughs> oh we we need to talk well i mean we could talk about it briefly emily almost killed people with her bad french oh yes because when she is waitressing for gabrielle she still can't really speak french and so she told somebody that something didn't have mushrooms in it and it did have mushrooms in it she thought it was champagne champignons Champignons. yeah it's like champion i always remember that I always remember yeah. that in French, that it looked I like champion. I am the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> we are the mushrooms. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's pretty disastrous. Fortunately, he didn't die, but Emily does get fired. But Gabrielle took it very okay. He's like, he really he's did. alive. He's fine. Like, you're good. And she's like, can you yeah. just fire me already? Just. Do it. Yeah, that could have like ruined his, his restaurant. Honestly, holy fuck! <laughs> and he's just so forgiving of her. Man, she must be real good in bed. I, and I don't really believe that because there's nothing redeeming about her personality. So it's got to be something else, right? <laughs> I, I mean, it's not the bangs. No, it is not the the trauma bangs. Oh my god! Yeah, I I, I don't know, but he at least fixed his hair. Did he, though? I think it's too long. It's still he long, but he at it. least fixed it, and it's not that in that emo, brushed-over look. Yeah, it, yeah, he's combing it now, but I still think it's too long. Yeah. Yep, so um, I guess I guess that's it for me. I don't have yeah, anything else. Yeah, I don't else. think I have anything else either. We got a lot done in these two episodes. Yes. We got rid of Madeline. We got the office back. 
Sylvie's back in charge. Emily's back on board. We're starting to see cracks in Camille and Gabrielle's relationship. Mm-hmm. What else we got? I mean, Emily and Alfie seem okay right now, which can only mean disasters yeah. ahead. Yes. And like we read today, well, I didn't really read anything. I just saw the quote, but that... um. Lily Collins. Lily Collins, thank you very much. <laughs> Our leading Our lady. leading lady. There were several endings, but they all happen in the finale or something yeah, like that. I and I was I like, don't I don't know what, that, know what means. that means. No, it makes me uncomfortable. But it kind of goes with how these episodes were. Like you said, we got a conclusion before the episode even ended. So Right. <laughs> they introduced conflict and then yeah. you thought it was going to linger and then it was just resolved pretty immediately. I mean, I don't think we've seen the last of that lesbian artist chick. No, and I don't think we've seen the last of, oh, is it Nicola? Nicola? Oh, God, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to come back too. Only because I was updating the website and I was picking my pictures for our um, calendar for each episode. And Uh uh, for, I think, the next episode, there's a still of him on the phone. Oh, So he's back. But yeah, so that uh, was episodes three so and four. So we're almost halfway, basically. Yeah. I mean, we're halfway in our episodes, kind of. That was a fun one, though, in terms of our discussion. It was busy, like I said. Lots of shit happened, mm-hmm. and the bumper cars really... <laughs> the bumper cars did it. It added some whimsy that I really needed. <laughs> whimsy. After all the bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. Hope everybody had a happy new year. Yes. That came and went very fast as well. And has a better 2023 than 2022. And 2021 and 2020. That's what we're always looking for, right? Strive for better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we should just progressively be having better years. Yes, like, that would be. Every year should be better than the previous year. That would be very nice. That's the goal. And honestly, that's a pretty low bar, right? You know, it just has to be slightly better. Yep. Yep. Maybe you have like one more waffle tomorrow than you normally would and you're already doing better i like it (laughs) strive for that one more waffle everybody yeah get that waffle (laughs) get that waffle (laughs) hashtag let's get it trending (laughs) get that waffle not get that paper not get that what's another what's another term bread get that bread nope we want to get that that bread get that waffle get that waffle oh boy (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) I always feel like I have a plan for like how I'm going to close out and I never have one. Like I always think like something will come to me as we're Maybe you should write yourself a general script. Yeah, I guess we could start that next episode. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get it together. Guys, we're already we're already improving in 2023. See? Next next week, Dawn's going to have a script. Going to have a script. So yeah, everybody who's been extremely supportive on Twitter with their following and listening and downloads, it's been amazing. Those numbers are looking awesome. Also, our 100th episode is coming up soon. Very soon. Oh my god, we're so old. We're so old. (laughs) But not only is it that, it's right in line with our two-year anniversary, which I think we might be able to line up at the same... I think we might be able to line that up. We planned it that way, guys. All of those weeks we missed and stuff, like, we were just... We were setting up. It was a long game That would be great if that was how it worked, but no. Where it lines up perfectly. (laughs) This just happened to work in our favor. But yeah, in the next couple of weeks, we will announce what our 100th episode is going to be. And probably have more movies because we'll be done with Emily in Paris by then. Bye, bitch. (laughs) Till next season. (laughs) But yeah, so we will definitely have more movies. I have more blog posts coming up. I have one in the chamber and I'm planning on writing another (laughs) one very soon. Um, And... I think we are actually going to be doing movies that have book equivalents, especially in February. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's all I got. What about you? Oh, that's, that's all I have. That's it. All right. Put my two cents in. I'm going to get in my bumper car and leave. Oh, oh, you better be careful. Don't hit any pedestrians. No, if I see Emily, I'm steering towards her. <laughs> oh, man. Boom, 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 boom. But yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Hive, sort of, kind of. I kind of took a break on that. The website. Don't forget about merch. Don't forget about cocktails. And yeah, until next time.